You're about to hear opinions that you may like. Then again, you might hear some that offend you. We don't apologize for that. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. If you're doing something unhealthy, I mean, something that's going to hurt your body, I want somebody to be able to tell you, hey, that's not a good idea, but should the government come in and say you're not allowed to access that because it's bad for you? Tough question because it has to do with your health and it also has to do with the role of government. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for making American Viewpoints part of your weekend. The Food and Drug Administration over the past week or so has made a series of decisions regarding cigarettes, particularly flavored cigarettes, menthol cigarettes. And the entire idea is if we take them out of the hands of people who are using them, people are going to be healthier. Good idea, bad idea. I'm talking now with uh, Tim Andrews. He is the Director of Consumer Issues for Americans for Tax Reform. And Tim, I don't think anybody's going to argue that cigarettes of any kind or cigars of any kind, flavored or not, they're not good for you. What is the FDA actually trying to do here? Okay, look, firstly, thank you so much for the opportunity to be on the show. And you're right. Smoking cigarettes isn't good for you. The problem is, though, that the consequences of this ban are going to be considerably worse than the problems they're trying to solve. And what's more, the FDA is actively making it harder for people to quit smoking using other more proven techniques. This is why this is one of those rare policy issues that's been attacked by people from all sides of the political spectrum. Experts from the right and from the left have all united to say, this is a really bad idea. So you have groups like, you know, um, the ACLU, Reverend Al Sharpton, um, you have George Floyd's family and part of the Black Lives Matter movement opposing this, as well as groups like Americans for Tax Reform, the Heritage Foundation, all of these groups. So people from all sides of the political spectrum have looked at this and said, what the FDA is doing isn't based on science, it's not based on data, and it's going to create a whole host of problems that are going to lead to more crime, they're going to lead to black markets, and they're not going to do anything to address smoking rates. Now, is this just centered on the flavored and the menthol type of cigars and cigarettes, or is this products made from tobacco in general? They're just planning to bring in prohibition for menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars, but you'll still be able to buy normal cigarettes if you want. What's different about the flavored ones? That's a very good question and one that the FDA hasn't actually announced. The, their rationale is that they're sm smoked at higher rates, sorry, that African-Americans smoke menthols more than non-menthols and therefore they need to be banned. That's the FDA's rationale. Ir the, irrespective of the fact that African-Americans smoke at a lower rate than white Americans. Their rationale is that because they prefer menthol cigarettes, banning menthol cigarettes is good in the name of equality. And their document talks a lot about equality. We are visiting with uh, Tim Andrews from Americans for Tax Reform. Now, Tim, there may be a lot of people who say we have generally socialized medicine in so many different ways, expanded public health programs, Medicare, Medicaid. And so to some degree, we all have a vested interest in public health. So if we are all forced into a public health investment, whether we like it or not, or think it's good policy or not, 
is there some responsibility to say we are going to cut costs by really pushing people into healthier lifestyles? And there's somebody out there, Tim, who says, well, what's wrong with that? So putting aside the issue of whether we should or shouldn't have socialized medicine, smokers, the tax rate on cigarettes so much is so high that it's actually more than makes up for most of the healthcare costs because you have such high excise taxes. But I mean, and there's a second question is, where do you draw the line? If somebody has a little bit too much to drink, if somebody enjoys their McDonald's a bit too much, if they enjoy sodas, do you just start the gov- giving the government power to regulate every single aspect of human life and just sort of take away anything that people might find enjoyable. If, if somebody w- enjoys dangerous sporting activities, I mean, do we say that, well, if you play football, you're at a risk of health injury to your head, therefore you should, the government should put further regulations in a ban dangerous sports. Like there is a very, very slippery slope in all areas here. But on this particular area, there's a much better solution for the FDA. Evidence has shown overwhelmingly that people that um, who quit smoking through use of reduced risk tobacco alternatives like e-cigarettes, they have 90, they're 95% safer than smoking. And these aren't our numbers. This was a study commissioned by uh, the Public Health England, a social, you know, the epitome of socialist medicine. They looked at tens of thousands of studies. They found this is the most effective way to quit smoking. It's 95% safer. You go to other countries, they're selling e-cigarettes in hospitals. The government is running ads on TV saying, quit smoking through vaping. And what's the FDA doing? They're trying to ban all of these products as well, which will force everyone to continue smoking. So what we've also seen on the menthol ban where it's happened overseas is people don't quit smoking. They'll do one of two things. They will either go to regular cigarettes. And there's a lot of evidence. There's actually a study from Vanderbilt University last week that non-menthol smokers smoke at a higher rate than menthol smokers. So pushing menthol smokers onto regular cigarettes will probably increase, may increase their smoking rate, meaning they'll smoke more. But otherwise, it'll lead to people buying things on the black market. You'll see, you'll see possibly because there'll be this flood of things in the black market. Um, if you're selling things out of the trunk of your car, you're not going to be asking for age verification. So you're going to potentially see this more unregulated market. But you're also going to see criminal syndicates move in. Like illicit tobacco isn't run by someone selling a few cigarettes here and there. It's run by international sophisticated criminal organisations, often with links to terrorist groups. The Department of State has said that this is a serious threat to national security. There have been criminal convictions of terrorist groups using illicit cigarettes. And this is just going to open the floodgates to them. You're not going to stop anyone from smoking um, by doing this ban. They're either going to move to illicit, which is going to create, again, move more criminal justice resources away from fighting crime because they're going to have to now deal with this. I mean, we've got a crime wave in so many large parts of the US at the moment that you're going to start taking resources away from fighting actual crime and, and trying to find out what cigarettes people are smoking. Now, Tim, I want to follow up on you talked about the broad spectrum of organizations that are opposing this idea from the Heritage Foundation and yours, Americans for Tax Reform, which are obviously conservative groups, Black Lives Matter, American Civil Liberties Union, and some of those others. They're on the left of this. There seemed to be a pattern of uh, racially focused groups, advocacy groups out there. What is the what is their, if any, racial aspect 
to these regulations that's drawing that opposition? Sure. So the reason why um, that they're particularly concerned about this is, and I mean, we put out a coalition letter with, I think, 36 groups opposed to this. They, uh, ACLU organised one which had over two dozen groups opposing this. So there's about sort of 50 organisations almost um, around opposing this. Um, one of the key concerns that a number of groups has is if you have if menthol cigarettes are predominantly used by minority groups or used in high concentration by minority groups, that's going to increase conflict between law enforcement and members of the minority group of minorities. So if somebody sees someone with a carton of menthols and menthols are illegal, that will lead to potential confrontations and potential conflict. And they're very concerned about those sorts of issues. I mean, you had the case of Eric Garner, who was um, who was killed in New York while for, while he was uh, during an arrest for selling untaxed cigarettes, like illegal selling Lucy's, selling cigarettes. So those groups are very mindful about the history that has occurred there, and so that's why they're very concerned about it. All right. And where do we find your work with Americans for Tax Reform online? If you visit our website, www.atr.org, you'll see a lot of data on this. You'll see the science, the evidence. We're about to put out a new myth-busting fact sheet on this at atr.org. All right, Tim, thanks so much for the uh, perspective. Thank you very much for the opportunity. All right, just ahead here, speaking of uh, healthcare and government rules, going to the doctor may not mean actually going to the doctor anymore if government actually can get out of the way. We'll explain what that means in just about three minutes right here on American Viewpoints.